But this evening, I would like to talk to you a few minutes about brotherly love. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 1, we read the Hebrew writer writing, (coughs) Let brotherly love continue. From this small little sentence here in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 1, we find three things revealed to us. In that sentence where it says, let brotherly love continue, we find that first of all, brotherly love had been going on. It had been ongoing up until this point. Secondly, we find the desire of the Hebrew writer that brotherly love was to continue on. So it had been going on, and he wants it to continue on. And thirdly, we find the importance of brotherly love in the Christian life. Because here we have an inspired writer of the Bible expressing to us that we should have brotherly love. Now, in a few minutes, we'll read a couple of verses that will put this more into a command. But if we are going to follow God's command on brotherly love, we need to know, first of all, what is brotherly love? And secondly, what does it look like? So, first of all, what is brotherly love? (coughs) Well, in Romans chapter 12 and verse 10, we find that brotherly love is accompanied with kind affection, honor, and preferring one another. If you wanted to flip over into Romans chapter 13, I'm going to be reading from from verses 8 through 10. (coughs) That's Romans chapter 13, verses 8 through 10, where Paul writes, Owe no one anything except to love one another, For he who loves one another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. If there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. So, secondly, we find out that love does no harm to a neighbor. For if you was to look at the commandments <coughs> that are listed out there in verse 9, and you really think about it, all of those things are going to hurt your neighbor, are going to hurt your brother. So, it's all summed up, and in, in, as it says in that little passage that I don't know if it was taught to you as a child, but it was definitely taught to me. Maybe not in those exact words, love, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But it's something that I know I was taught as a child, and I have tried to teach that to my children as well. But we also find that brotherly love is laying down our lives for the brethren and also providing for a brother in need, as we find in 1 John chapter 3, verses 11 through 18. 
So now that I've gone through that real quickly, I'm going to spend the bulk of my time listing out examples of what brotherly love may look like. So to begin with, I want us to go all the way back into Genesis in chapter 13. And in a minute, I'm going to be reading from verses 8 and 9. <coughs> it's Genesis chapter 13 and verses 8 and 9. Now, to kind of set the stage a little bit here, we have Abraham and Lot, which Lot, if you didn't know, is Abraham's nephew. And they had left the, the land of, of their homeland and had come to Canaan. And here, during this time period, their possessions had grown so much, their flocks had grown so much that they couldn't hardly stand in one field together because, as it says in the text, their herdsmen had strife in between them. And so here we have Abraham and Lot, and their herdsmen uh, are arguing with each other because they didn't have enough grass for their flocks to, to feed on. So Abraham, not wanting any strife, any arguments, or any hatred going towards each other, turns to Lot and, and says in verse 8, says, So Abraham said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right, or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. Here we see that command being carried out. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Abraham, not wanting to take uh, eldership over Lot in a sense, saying, hey, you know, I'm older, so let me pick this way. You know, I'm going to go this way, and you go that way. No, he puts Lot up before himself, and he says, look out among this land, and you pick for yourself which way you want to go, and I'll go the opposite. Now, as we keep reading, we find that Lot looks over the land and sees the green pastures and says, you know what, I want to go that way. We've got green pastures for my flock where there's plenty of water. I'm going to go that route. Now, later on, we might find out that it might not have been the best uh, uh, decision, but regardless, Abraham gave Lot that brotherly love. He was showing that brotherly love. Uh, towards him and allowing him to pick his own path. <clears throat> Secondly, let's flip over a few more chapters into Genesis <coughs> chapter 45. And here we have one of my most favorite accounts because we have uh, Joseph. And I tell you, if there is a, a person that I, that I really look up to, uh, uh, in the Old Testament especially, it would probably be this man right here. I love uh, reading the account of Joseph and, and what all he had went through and how he kept uh, faithful and kept his eyes towards God. Because as you uh, remember, Joseph, <coughs> who was the son of, of Jacob and Rachel, <coughs> who was, uh, at the time, Rachel's only son uh, for Jacob. He had, Jacob had possessed a lot of love for Joseph uh, because he had loved Rachel. 
but he had uh, he had made him a coat of many colors, and his brother had, brothers had envied him over that. Uh, Joseph had also had uh, a couple of dreams that he expressed to his brothers about how that they were basically bowing down to him, and they despised him for that. And so one day when he was uh, sent out to the fields to check on his brothers, his brothers saw him and ultimately captured him and sold him to Midianite traders who were going to the land of Egypt, who in return sold him to uh, Potiphar, uh, where he was a servant of, to where ultimately Potiphar's wife ends up uh, putting up false allegations against him, where he was thrown into prison and was in prison for some time there, where ultimately he was brought up out of prison and basically set up as second in command of Egypt, the one right under Pharaoh. And in this passage that we're about to read, we have uh, Joseph speaking to his brothers after during the seven years of famine, uh, where nobody could pretty much grow anything, and they were needing food. Uh, so here it is, and Joseph uh, speaking, well, here we have in chapter 45, says, Then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood before stood by him, and he cried out, Make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Uh, I am jo Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismay in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. Now listen to this last part. For God sent me before you to preserve life. Boy, I tell you, here's you know, Joseph speaking to his own brothers. And looking back in his life and seeing the, the things that, he, that had happened to him, he's, he did not hold his brothers up and say, look, this is what you did to me. So here's what I'm going to do to you. I mean, keep in mind, he is second command of Egypt. He could do to his brothers pretty much anything he wanted to. And, uh, and his brothers, I'm sure, were in fear. And that's one reason why they were in dismay, it says, because he, what? You're who? But who was comforting who? Joseph showing them brotherly love, saying pretty much, don't worry about it. I'm not going to hurt you because God put me here. <clears throat> and, I mean, he, he comforts them again later on after uh, their father Jacob died because they were once again in fear thinking, yeah. Now our dad's dead, dead and, man, he's definitely going to kill us now, but he comforts them again later on. So Joseph always continually showing his brotherly love uh, towards his brothers there, no matter what they had done to him. 
I also want to flip over into 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verses 16 and 17. Now, please don't uh, crucify me if I get this name wrong. 2 Timothy (coughs) chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Paul, writing to Timothy, says, The Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very zealously and found me. Here we have (coughs) Timothy, or here we have Paul, apparently in chains. He was in prison. And we have this one, which I'm not going to try to uh, butcher his name once again, but he sought him out to give him comfort. And here we have another good example of someone showing brotherly love. And when I uh, read this and was and was doing some study on this, it, it made me really think about how that he had to uh, search him out because it says that he uh, he sought me out very zealously. He he had a had a a hard search in a sense for that. He he continued on to where he could find him and said that he was not ashamed of my chain. I was reading in a uh, in a commentary how that when they were chained, they were chained to another soldier uh, or a, a prison guard or what have you. And many people had forsook Paul when he was chained. And that's in where it says he was not ashamed of my chain. So here he is, he's chained up, and still this one comes out and, and finds him and gives him comfort. And I thought to myself, how many times have somebody may have asked for prayers or what have you here in the congregation, and even I myself might not even uh, try to search them out here in the congregation, in the building after services just to, just to give them a little bit of comfort myself. So just to try to give us all some encouragement to try to give each other encouragement um, within this congregation or within the, the brotherly love aspect as well. My final example is the ultimate um, example of brotherly love. For we read in John chapter 15 and verse 13, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay lay down one's life for his friends. And obviously we see this within Christ. (coughs) Because even though we were still sinners, Christ gave his life for us. Christ showed us the ultimate and, and best type of brotherly love that anyone can have for us knowing that if it wasn't for him having that that perfect sacrifice, for him being that perfect sacrifice, that God would not have the 
the forgiveness that or his his justice would not be satisfied uh, to forgive us of our sins. First John chapter four verses twenty and twenty one says if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. 1 Thessalonians 4.10 tells us that we need to increase in brotherly love more and more. 1 Peter 1 and 22 says for us to love one another fervently with a pure heart. The reason I picked brotherly love as a, as a title or, or what I wanted to, to talk to you about this evening is not so much because I feel like all of you needed a reminder or, or a lesson on brotherly love, but more so because the one standing before you speaking to you needed a reminder and a refresher of brotherly love because I feel that sometimes I'll forget and not remember what it's supposed to be and how it's supposed to be. The verse that Jeremy read for us beforehand, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and now abide faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. If we can help you in any way, then we ask that you please come forward as we stand and sing the song of invitation. <laughs>